Today, we're in Parshat Shemot. The children of Israel were in Egypt, basking in a country headed by our brother Joseph, the ruling governor appointed by Pharaoh. But things deteriorated after Joseph and all his brothers passed away. We read in Exodus chapter 1 about a new king who rose up who did not know Joseph. The new Pharaoh was afraid that if war broke out and Egypt was attacked by a foreign nation, we would join our attackers. Pharaoh's solution was to enslave us, but things got even worse. We read in Exodus chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, And the king of Egypt spake to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name of one was Sifra and the other was Pua. And he said, When you do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women, and you see them upon the stools, if it be a son, then ye shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she shall live. Kill the sons, and let the daughters live. Verse 17 reads, But the midwives feared God, and did not, as the king of Egypt commanded them, but save the men children alive. Praise God that the midwives did not obey, and God rewarded the midwives. Pharaoh, however, was enraged when he discovered that the Jewish baby boys were not being killed. Verse 22 records that Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, Every son that is born ye shall cast into the river, and every daughter ye shall save alive. It was not just midwives who were given orders to murder. It was not even just the soldiers. Everyone had instructions. Destroy every male Jewish baby. Egypt had been a haven for Jews, but had turned into an anti-Semitic, genocidal government. It was worse than a totalitarian government. It was an oppressive regime where the people were expected to spy on each other and assist in the genocide. It sounds similar to Hitler's Nazi government. Why destroy every Jewish male? Pharaoh feared the Jewish men might join a rebellion or invasion or lead one on their own. The Jewish women? They were not a problem. At least not in Pharaoh's mind. What Pharaoh did not understand is that God uses all of his children, male and female. Consider the two obvious examples, the two Hebrew midwives. They refuse to obey the genocidal orders, and they are responsible for the survival of many Jews. These two Jewish females saved the life of Moses, who would lead us out of Egypt. The female midwives were instrumental in our deliverance. Moses' brother Aaron who is destined to be the spokesman for Moses, demanding the release of the Jewish people. Let my people go. Aaron was three years older than Moses. Presumably, Aaron was alive specifically because of the courageous midwives who did not obey Pharaoh. Perhaps Caleb and Joshua were spared because of the midwives as well. And all the children who were spared, their descendants as well, are alive because even descendants, those who are alive today, are here because of those two women. Pharaoh wasn't worried about women, though. Who are the daughters who were not killed? Remember, Pharaoh said, let the daughters live. Who are the daughters that he wasn't worried about? Presumably Miriam, who was instrumental in helping save the life of her brother Moses. She was spared because Pharaoh did not understand that God uses not only men, but women to save his people. What is even more ironic is that Pharaoh's own daughter was critically involved in saving Moses, the Redeemer. She saw Moses' basket in the water. Exodus chapter 2, verse 6 tells us, And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the babe wept. 
and she had compassion on him. And she said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Pharaoh's daughter knew that the baby was Jewish, but she spared his life. Pharaoh's concern about the Hebrew men leading a rebellion failed to understand the importance of females in God's plan. This is just another illustration that the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's eyes. What the world considers foolish can actually declare God's wisdom. Blessed be God who saves his people.